Welcome to Slate's spoiler special for The Black Dahlia, uh, the new Brian De Palma film. I'm Brian Curtis, a writer at Slate, and I'm joined by Dana Stevens, Slate's movie critic. Uh, now, the spoiler special is where we give away all the secrets and surprises from the movie. So if you haven't seen the movie and you still want these secrets to be preserved, please stop listening right now. Hi, Dana. Hi, how are you, Brian? So, Dana, usually on these spoiler specials, we uh, sort of give away the surprises at the end of the movie. But let's admit up front that this movie makes absolutely no sense, even after sitting all the way through it. So let's just hit a few of the plot points, sort of briefly summarize what happens, and then hit just a very few of the spoilers, because I think any sort of extended discussion is just going to make us both confused. It'll be a hopeless tangle if we try to if we try to figure out all these threads. But I think we both agree that there are a few glaring problems with the way the movie is plotted out. So what you first need to know is that there's there are two cops, Josh Hartnett and Aaron Eckert, uh, who play Bucky and Lee. And uh, Lee's girlfriend is played by Scarlett Johansson. So as these cops go out to investigate this murder of the Black Dahlia, a woman sort of gruesomely murdered in a field, there are two more murders in this movie. The first murder is of Lee himself, and he is killed by Dana. Well, <laughs> tell me if I get this wrong, but as I gather in that climactic uh, scene on top of a staircase, Lee is killed by a combination of Georgie, the sort of perverted clown figure, figure <laughs> who turns out to be also one of the murderers of the Black Dahlia, just to spoil one more for you, and Hilary Swank, playing a young sort of perverse heiress named Madeline, who you see appearing in silhouette at the top of the stairs. I believe that those two, were acting on behalf of the Linscott family, are responsible for hurling Lee down that circular flight of stairs, where he dies that very Untouchables-like kind of death. Yes. And speaking of the Linscott family, we now move to the second murder, which is the murder of the Black Dahlia, this actress named Elizabeth Short, who's found in the field. And she is murdered, according to the Palma movie, by... Well, once again, we may have to puzzle this out together, but as far as I can tell from the many uh, convoluted explanations at the end, Georgie, the perverted clown, wants (laughs) the Black Dahlia dead. Because he's a sort of Jeffrey Dahmer-like creep who likes to be around dead things, but is not actually a murderer himself. Therefore, his dirty work is done for him by Ramona Linscott, the the mother of Hilary Swank's character, who's this great sort of drunken drag queen, very campy older woman. And she does in The Black Dahlia and sort of serves her up to Georgie for carving up to his to his delight. It's a very perverse ending, but I believe that those are the two actual killers Whereas uh, the whole Linscott family is sort of sort of knows about it and is implicated in the cover-up, hence the killing of Lee Blanchard. So for spoiler purposes, each murder is committed by the Lin- a member of the Linscott family and their perverted playmate, whose name we think <laughs> is Georgie. That's right. Blame the clown, Brian. Always blame the clown. <laughs> you can't Always go wrong. a good idea. And that, and that also explains, we should say, why Hilary Swank's character, Madeline Linscott, looks like Elizabeth Short. The Black Dahlia. There's this. There's this resemblance between the two of them. That's that's pointed well, out. Well, there's the movie. not any family resemblance between them. It's not as if Elizabeth Short is the illeg- illegitimate daughter of anyone. So that supposed resemblance between Hillary Swank and Mia Kirshner, who plays the Black Dahlia, and who in fact doesn't resemble Hillary Swank at all, couldn't couldn't <laughs> yeah, be we... familial. But it could certainly be that Georgie's interest. If we're going to start psychologizing the non-character of Georgie, <laughs> his interest is sparked by the fact that this young prostitute actress resembles his illegitimate daughter. Let's I go see. with that. I see. Sounds good. Yeah, the movie hangs on a resemblance that doesn't really exist, which you'd be a lot more willing to forgive if the movie in general hung together as a whole. Now, what about the story of, I don't know if you were going to bring this one up, but about Scarlett Johansson and Aaron Eckert's characters 
collaborating on this bank heist that they've hidden away the money from. Did did that one make any sense for you? I think I went to sleep during that part actually, but because, <laughs> I, because I seem to at the at the end of the movie, what we find out is that there's this sort of sort of I you could call it a mild love triangle between Bucky, uh, the Josh Hartnett character, Lee, the Aaron Eckhart character, and uh, Scarlett Johansson's character, uh, who is whose name is Kay Lake. Uh, Kay Lake and Lee Blanchard are actually together and Josh Hartnett is kind of hanging around them like a sad little puppy well after Lee dies Hartnett and Johansson get together but after they get together Hartnett finds in the Johansson house all this illicit money from a bank heist and can you clue me in on where this money came from? I mean, once again, I'm sure that it's hastily explained in one of those, you know, backward-looking sort of summaries that characters are constantly blurting out in this movie. But I guess the idea was that Blanchard had been in on that whole bank heist that they kill some people over at the beginning. Remember the the whole excuse that you know that they're out on a when they're out on a um, a mission together and happen to run into the Black Dahlia's body being discovered, right? Is that there was a a bank heist by a guy named oh, what the hell was his name? I don't remember. Anyway, <laughs> there's, a, there's a bank heist in the past, and as it turns out, Lee Blanchard has been squirreling away money from it and getting payoffs all of these years to keep it quiet, right? And somehow the Linscotts are involved in that. I mean, once again, if we start getting into this, we're going to get 10,000 reader mails of people with theories about what was going on in this. But I, I don't think that the movie explains it adequately, and that's the main point. Not that we're such idiots we didn't get it. That's a debatable question, right? But that <laughs> Brian De Palma doesn't really bother to map it out for us very clearly. I think that he somehow thinks there's going to be enough you know, glitz and enough blood and enough sex that it's just, it's just going to somehow slide on by. And for right. me, it just it didn't work. To call this movie over-plotted would be totally generous. Um, our former colleague David Edelstein writes in New York Magazine this week that he read the book twice and still had no idea what the hell was going on when he saw the movie. So, so for those of us who have not read the book twice, you can only imagine the confusion. Well, if we're going to get just away for a moment from just explaining what happened and, and just talk a little bit about some aspects of the movie without worrying about spoiling, which is what I love about these spoiler specials, let's just talk about the fact that Lee Blanchard's character, Aaron Eckhart, who's one of the main, you know, obviously the two sort of cop protagonists of the movie, buys it about halfway through and sort of disappears from the rest of the movie even as a as a, a presence that anyone remembers i mean to me this was a big weakness in the movie as well i just thought that the movie seemed too eager to do away with him and turn him into a villain after having you know built him up as as one of the two heroes for the first 30 40 minutes and worse he was i thought aaron eckert was the only sort of actor who did good work in this movie who had a major role you know at that Josh Hartnett cannot act his way out of a paper bag. Scarlett Johansson. Oh yeah, is all the miserable. life just drains out of the movie when Aaron Eckhart leaves. So actually, when he bought it in that stairwell, I just kept hoping that somebody had substituted another body at the last minute, Vertigo style or something, so we'd get a little bit more Aaron Eckhart and a little bit more juice in the movie. But sure enough, that was that was the end of him right there. Oh, here's right. a big plot hole. What was the deal with the with the the sort of Jewish hotelier guy incinerating the body of a cop and getting away with it? I mean, yeah. you see him putting Aaron Eckhart's body, along with the body of his killer, into this big incinerator in the hotel, and sort of wink-wink, making this deal with Josh Hartnett, we're not going to tell anyone about it. And that storyline drops out entirely, too, and suddenly the whole police force seems to know that Lee Blanchard is dead and incinerated and is perfectly fine with it. Right, and we, we're, supposed to, we're supposed to think, I think, that the hotel owner runs things to such an extent in Los Angeles that people, including cops, can be murdered in his hotel, and he won't even have to report the crime. He just throws right. him in the basement incinerator. In a different movie, that would be sort of an, an interesting sort of plot twist, but in a movie where this, the movie isn't completely about something else, 
It was it's just actually so a very, strange. It's actually a very Elroy S. plot twist, although the incineration of Lee by the hotel guy doesn't happen in the novel. But it's, it's that, that, that sort of level of corruption of the police force in Los Angeles would be exactly the kind of detail Elroy would love. But, uh, but De Palma just sort of throws it in there without any, without any follow-up. So, so it ends up just making no sense. Please send your letters to Brian De Palma, not to, not to Dana Stevens or Brian Curtis. It's not our fault. Any last thoughts on the Black Dahlia? <laughs> no, I don't want to think about it anymore. <laughs> you want to dump it in a field and let it lie there unsolved? I know. That seems like too cruel an analogy, but let's go with it. <laughs> so Dana Stevens, our Slate movie critic, thank you for joining us. Thanks, Brian. For Slate.com, I'm Brian Curtis. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.